I was watching a talk that my good friend uh, Nadia Sayers, who's the current Miss Universe Island, was giving at a talk, uh, I think it's called Think Network. I Forgive me, I can't remember what THINK stands for. I think it's an acronym. Uh, she was giving a talk at the THINK Network in Derry, Ireland. Derry being the city where my lovely uh, podcast co-host uh, Chloe Davies comes from. The reason I'm giggling is Derry is it's quite famous. Have you ever seen Derry Girls, for example? It's based, obviously, in Derry and the sort of unique culture that Derry has. But Nadia was talking about failure and how you have to learn to not fear failure, I'm paraphrasing here, apologies Nadia, but actually embrace it and perhaps even learn to enjoy it because basically, and you know this, you don't get to where you want to get to if you have any significant dream without failure along the way. Um, I've heard, as I'm sure you have had, uh, many quotes about failure. For example, failure failures are the stepping stones to success. Or it doesn't go... Um, I mean, it. people have this line and they think it's a straight line from, you know, beginning to success. Whereas if you see the other the way it really works, it's like fail, 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 and it's going all over the place. Fail, 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 and then success. And the other one being classically that when you do succeed, people think you're an overnight success but they haven't seen all those long sleepless nights that you've put in and obviously with pageantry that the tears and everything else and the overwhelm but it really got me thinking of some of my own failures um and because we're talking pageantry here I thought I'd share some of the failures at least what I view as failures um in the pageant space I mean I've had many failures before that don't get me wrong but um some of the some of the failures that i've had and i wanted to bring this to you because i think many of you view me as being at least somewhat successful at the very least if you're watching this or listening to this you obviously lend some credence to what i have to say otherwise you wouldn't be watching or listening but i'm very wary of ever being held up as a role model or as some sort of guru or as some sort of guy who's just so smart that he has solutions to everything. I, I really, I really hope I never go out and say, I'm a role model. Sorry if you do that as pageant, as pageant girls. I can understand that, but it's not really me. But um, the simple fact is the only reason I feel that, yes, I, I've learned a lot and there are a lot of skills that I bring to the table is only probably because okay, there's some, I was blessed with being, having some certain level of intelligence, but past that, it's probably just because I've failed more than a lot of other people, which means I've tried a lot of things, and a lot of things haven't worked. But as you fail, and as you find out what doesn't work, you get closer to what does work. And the analogy I was thinking of was, one that we all can resonate with, a bike, learning to ride a bike. Now, if you can remember 
as I'm saying this, I realize that there are some people who may not, still may not ride a bike, and that's okay, I'm not judging you. But for most of us, if you remember learning how to ride a bike, you get on, and I'm talking about a bike with two wheels, not with the training wheels off, right? So the first time you take those training wheels off, and you remember sitting on that bike, and you have one leg on each side, and what what happens? You're petrified to get going because you've got to put your feet on the pedals, and if you do that, your feet aren't are no longer on the ground, then what are you worried about? You're worried that you're going to fall off. But for those of us who know how to ride a bike, you know that, in fact, in order to stay on the bike, it's very important that you get moving and keep moving because otherwise you are going to fall off. I mean, there are people who can keep the bike station, like bike upright when it's stationary, but it's a lot harder to do than keeping the bike upright when you're moving so you're stuck in this hard place. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You don't want to let go of the certainty of having both feet on the ground. But in that case, you're not moving anywhere. Uh, but you're too scared to get going because even though you might know that you need intellectually that you need to get going in order to keep your balance, you're scared that once you get going, what's going to happen? You're going to crash. And um, the worst part is you're probably right. Like if you're... <coughs> anything like most of us, the first time you started pedaling, you probably crashed. And normally when you crash when you're moving, it hurts more than when you crash when you're stationary. So it is so important that from any point of view, you embrace the ability to get moving, knowing full well that you are going to fall off. The, what, the, the phrase that I really love is ready, fire, aim. And this one goes out to my overthinkers and perfectionists out there. It's not ready, aim, fire. Because whilst ready, aim, fire sounds really good in theory, what happens in practicality? You end up aiming, 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 aiming. In fact, some of us never get to aiming. It's just ready, 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 ready. No, I'm not ready. Okay, now ready, ready. No, I'm still not ready. But you get to aiming and to aim, aim. But what's the target? And there's this sort of delusion that you, you've got to get the aim perfect. I'm going to get this idea perfect. I need to get my perfect dress. I need to get the perfect walk. And you spend so much time in your head that you never actually make any real progress. In fact, if anyone was to look from the outside, they'd say that you're not doing anything. Because normally what happens is you're sitting on the couch and you're just looking at stuff. You're scrolling through your feed. You're looking up dress ideas. You're looking at YouTube videos. But you're not actually doing anything. And this is where I really think there's a good case to be made that people who are, let's say, less, slightly less intelligent, and I say that, I'm not saying they're stupid, but slightly less intelligent people can often be much more successful because they don't have many options as to what they can do. And they look at advice and they go, okay, well, this person knows more than me. So they go and execute on that advice. They don't overthink it. And they just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it until they get to success. So they're able to put in the repetitions of action, which is what you need in order to actually be able to then adjust and make progress. So in terms of my own personal example with pageantry, and as always, as soon as I start filming, there's people everywhere that I've never seen before, but whatever. In terms of some of the failures that I've had in pageantry, 
Um, I mean, there are some very minor ones. For example, we did broadcast our PPJ podcast for a little while to Clubhouse, and then we stopped after two or three episodes because it was just too difficult. Um, it was too finicky. No one was really interacting there. So, you know, I said that we were going to go to Clubhouse, and now we're not. And you might go, Adrian, that's not a failure. Well, you'd be surprised at how afraid some people are of saying something in public on the off chance that they might then have to stop doing it or that they got it wrong. So, you know, for some of you saying that you're going to go on Clubhouse or saying that you're going to open up an Instagram, if that doesn't work, you already see that as a failure. Um, There have been other ones, for example, even with the pageant boss, and I started doing the pageant boss podcast and started doing, um, I opened up a private Facebook group, And, you know, I don't think I posted in that private Facebook group for about three or four months. And the idea behind the Pageant Boss podcast was not actually to do pageant coaching. The idea, if you were following me back then, was to actually get into entrepreneurship and to encourage pageant girls to get into entrepreneurship because I had the belief that a lot of pageant girls were highly entrepreneurial. The mistake there was that a lot of people who are entrepreneurial, a lot of people I thought were entrepreneurial, all they really wanted to do was open up an Instagram. But there's a lot more to business than opening up an Instagram account. So, you know, I said, oh, I'm starting the Pageant Boss podcast. I started the podcast, opened up the Facebook group, got a whole bunch of people in, involved, like high-level people as well. Um, you're talking about universe and world title holders. Um but it never really went anywhere. And that Facebook group, to be honest, it's still there. It's kind of bugging me. Like, what should I do with it? Because we're launching the pageant sorority and I don't keep—I don't want to have multiple groups and people go, which one do I join? Um, but the fact is I started with that. Much like I was saying with the bike analogy, I got started. And then as I got started, I realized more what people wanted, which was more the coaching side of it and the mindset pageant coaching side. And I kind of adjusted on the fly. But the only reason that I knew that I had to adjust, the only reason I got the feedback, and here's a key for you, was because I was moving, right? I was on the bike. I was moving. I was pedaling. And I realized realized it wasn't really working, so I had to adjust my course. My point for you is that if I'd just been obsessing in my head, trying to get the perfect product, trying to say the perfect thing in my Instagram captions, I never would have tried, failed, and then realized, okay, this is not really going to work. And look, I completely understand that it might be my failing as well. Maybe there is room for an entrepreneurship-centered pageantry sort of group, and I might even go and revisit it someday. But my point to you is that I tried it. In many ways, it was a failure, but that failure led to something else, which was pageant coaching, something that I never thought I'd be doing because I know nothing about pageant walk or pageant wardrobe, obviously. And I didn't really think mindset was going to be that big a deal in pageantry. And frankly, I thought there would be other people who could who could do it really, really well because they're really good walk coaches. They are really good stylists. But what I found was there was actually quite a big niche for mindset coaching, people who specialize in mindset in pageantry. And that was where I got my coaching qualification. For those of you who know Tony Robbins, I certified under his uh, coaching school. 
And that has been my obsession for the longest time is mindset and how to get people to follow through when sometimes they don't want to follow through or sometimes they do want to follow through and they just end up sabotaging themselves and they don't even know why. People who have phobias, stage fright, people who self-sabotage, all that sort of stuff. But my point is I started pointed, I started aiming at the entrepreneurial side and pageant boss ended up going somewhere different and to cut a long story short, I'm now in the very, I'm very grateful about this, but with Universe Internationals happening in December in less than two months, I have three people competing there that I've coached. Uh, and I know a fourth because I've interviewed her, our Australian queen. And so it's just taken this very odd turn where... I've failed my way, in inverted commas, to having three clients of mine competing on the biggest stage in pageantry. So the point that Nadia made about you've got to learn to love success and the point I made about ready, fire, aim versus ready, aim, fire and the point I made about you've got to get moving on the bike even though you're afraid of falling off and guess what, you are going to fall off so that fear is justified – but you need to do that in order to get to your eventual destination. That point has certainly been very, very true to my life. And I'm just talking about the pageantry space, right? I mean, there have been other things that I've done and I'm no longer doing. And you could see that as a failure. In fact, many times, those of you who are looking at your resume and you've tried a lot of different things, sometimes you're told that, oh, because you tried so many different things, your resume looks like you're indecisive. And I can see a side of an element of truth to that, especially in the nine to five corporate world. But you got to realize that the direction the world is moving, I forget what the exact statistics are, but I think it's somewhere in the realm of people are going to have three to seven full-time careers in their working life, not jobs, not different employers, but three to seven different careers. And... That I think I heard that statistic probably first time five or ten years ago. So, and I'll bet you that's only gone up. So you might have tried being a DJ, and then you tried being a tennis coach, and then you tried studying and becoming a teacher, and then and then and then and then. And it's so important when you look look at whatever's happened, the meaning that you make up. And let me finish on this. So when you've tried a lot of different things, and you look at them as quote-unquote failures and you might look at all your failures and go well I'm just you know I I've wasted my life um, I'm not going to end up anywhere great I might as well just give up and do this job that I hate or settle for this relationship or I'm always going to be single and it's very it's easy to think like that especially with COVID and things like that and maybe our mental and physical health hasn't really been where it, it, it normally would be it's very easy to make up those negative meanings, those disempowering meanings. But you can look at the same events. You can look at the same quote-unquote failures and go, you know what? At least I tried. At least I got on the bike and at least I started pedaling. And yes, I fell off. But I'm going to keep the faith that this is going to lead somewhere great. And you eventually learn the skill of managing to stay on the bike. And then you get to go faster than someone who's walking. I'm using a metaphor here in case it wasn't very clear. 
But you know what's going to happen even when you learn to master the bike? Yeah, eventually you will hit a rock or a pothole and you'll come off. And because you're coming off at greater speed than someone who's just learning how to pedal, it's still going to hurt. In fact, it's going to hurt more. So you never get past failure in totality. It's never game over. I'm never going to fail again. So as you get better at this, what happens is the things that would have bothered you in the past, they don't bother you anymore. And God or the universal life, whatever you believe, doesn't really like that. So then you get bigger failures, and uh, and which you which you do get bothered by, and you go, oh my god, life's so unfair. I thought I was over this, and I'm still failing. I'm still having these problems. I'm still having these issues. Don't look at whether you have problems or not, because you are always going to have problems. The achievers call them challenges. Instead, I think what might be useful for you to look at is are the problems that I have now better quality problems than the ones I had a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. So now maybe your problem is, oh, I only came top five in Miss Universe. Whereas before your problem was, I can't walk on stage without falling over. Yes, they're both problems or challenges, but one is a much better quality problem than the other. So as long as your problems, stop trying to outrun your problems, stop trying to aim for a life where you have no problems, aim for a life where you just have better quality problems. Or maybe said differently, you're not making the same mistakes over and over again. Get on the bike, start pedaling. When you fall off, don't fret, don't get overwhelmed, don't take it personally, don't make up meanings like, oh my God, I'm just never supposed to ride a bike, you know, I'm just not made that way. Don't make up those BS excuses. Just get back on the bike. You know, you might need to take some time to dust yourself off, get back on the bike, try again, and eventually you'll get it. Okay? So that's where I'm going to leave you at today. It's a lovely sunset, summer, getting towards some summer here in Australia. And if you happen to be watching this soon, uh, if I get, if I release this on time, I'm about to jump on as a, a, a judge from Miss Earth. Again, this is something I never, <laughs> I never would have imagined. I couldn't have planned being a judge at a grand, one of the biggest pageants in the world on the international stage. And I'm not a pageant girl. I don't know how to walk. I don't know how to dress. And yet somehow I failed, in inverted commas, failed my way to being a Grand Slam pageant judge. So life works in mysterious ways. As long as you're willing to keep moving forwards and failing forwards. I'll speak to you tomorrow.